like to invite you to a soul level encounter. Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That's what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. You will hear the music that has charted the steps of their spiritual journey, that has provided a touchstone in the soul's dark night and sung the heart's awe and joy when come to the light. Over the next hour, you will be a witness and companion to our guest's spiritual path and sacred testimony. Welcome to Song of the Soul. Today's Song of the Soul guest is a special kind of treat, a talented singer-songwriter who is very little known beyond the confines of her home, which is Lopez Island off the coast of the state of Washington. Gretchen Wing came to much of music, but especially songwriting, later in life, and it may very well be the case of saving the best for the latter end. Gretchen was an English teacher, but is now pursuing a literary career. And fortunately, those writing talents extend to the production of songs. So it's with great delight that I now take you to Gretchen Wing, sitting outside her home in the Pacific Northwest. Gretchen, it's wonderful to have you here today for Song of the Soul. Thank you. It's great to be here. So I think you're third in my series, or actually you're fourth in my series of folks from Lopez Island. I believe you grew up in North Carolina. When did you get to Lopez Island? We moved here full-time, my husband and I, only three years ago after he retired from teaching law school. Before that, for the previous dozen years or so, we have been coming up on weekends whenever we could from Tacoma, Washington, and we moved to Tacoma in 1990 from North Carolina. So are you happy to be a Northwesterner instead of a Southeasterner? Oh, I am so happy. I mean, the Southeast was a, was a wonderful place to grow up, but when we left, it felt like the politics were sort of stuck, which is ironic because now they seem to be going backwards. Stuck seems like a good place. And also, my husband and I were both long-distance runners, and we just never could reconcile ourselves with summer. <laughs> it was just too hard. So coming out here was just a huge, huge blessing. I love the Northwest. And so now when it gets cold, you have a good reason to run, huh? It doesn't get that cold either. It doesn't get <laughs> as cold as it got in North Carolina either. So, <laughs> yeah, I know I shouldn't say that to someone from Wisconsin. but <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Yeah, wimp. <laughs> it's mild. We have, a, we have a range here on Lopez of about 10 degrees. If it gets over 75, oh, it's so hot. If it gets under 65, oh, it's so cold. Well, tell me a little bit, Gretchen, about your connection with music. When did you connect up with music? Well, it's kind of funny. I've been singing just for fun, not in any formal way since I can remember, you know, like in the car or on car trips with my sisters and my parents and whatnot. And because uh, I grew up on a farm, I remember always singing when I was sweeping out the goat barn. 
and then I went through a brief phase where I was really into Mozart's operas and learned some arias, but I didn't have any training. You know, I, I didn't even do choir in school, or, you know, I grew up as a Quaker, so there, <laughs> there wasn't any music there. So it was just an entirely independent thing. And then uh, I took a semester off of college in the early 80s and taught at a little school in the mountains in North Carolina called the Arthur Morgan School. You may know of it. It's, it's not a Quaker nominally, but it's actually more of a friend school than a lot of friend schools that I've heard of. And they started every day with a half hour of song. Boy, does that get your voice in shape when you sing for half hour every day. So a couple of things happened there. Three things happened. My voice got stronger, and along with that, I got to be a more confident singer. And I learned a ton of songs because they had big, fat songbooks of collections of folk songs from everywhere. And I was living in the group meeting space, a little room off of a multi-purpose room, and there were guitars hanging around there. And so I picked one up and started learning basic chords. So... That's kind of where the music thing started, but interestingly enough, I never thought of writing songs. You know, I went 30 years playing very mediocre guitar and being perfectly happy with that because all I wanted to do was just sing and accompany myself. Finally, when I left my job teaching high school and we moved out to Lopez and I had more time, I thought, okay, it's time to quit making excuses. I'd like to really learn how to play. So I started taking lessons from a guy on the island. After about a year of that, he suggested that I try to, no, it was less than that, it was like half a year, that I try writing a song just as a way of practicing how chords and melodies relate to each other. And I said, I can't do that. I, I'm not a songwriter. I don't know anything about that. And he said, well, just hear some chords and just see what happens. And he gave me a progression of really easy chords and, then he went away for a while, and I was kind of on my own, and I wrote this song. And when he came back, I said, I, I think I wrote a song. And I, <laughs> I think I wrote a song? <laughs> and I had no idea. I just had no idea what I was doing. And I played it for him, and he said, oh, that's a song. <laughs> that's a legitimate song. That was like a, someone had turned a switch. It was suddenly, oh, I'm legitimate. I guess I know what I'm doing. That gives me permission to do it again. And I kept going. It's been, let's see, that first song was about a year and a half ago. I now have 19 songs anyway. So about one a month ever since, <laughs> roughly. <laughs> but what's ironic about it is that I'm a writer. The job that I gave myself to do when I left teaching was write novels. And I'm doing that. And people say, wait, you are a writer and you're a singer and you never thought of putting those two things together? <laughs> and I said, no, I just, I didn't. I thought that songwriters were people like Paul McCartney, you know, they just had this special gift. They're not like the rest of us. So it never occurred to me to try. Well, give us some flavor of what you've been doing for the last year and a half. Okay, well, I'll start with one. It wasn't my very first song, but I think it was my second it was inspired by the contrast of being on Lopez and then going back to Tacoma, particularly in an election year. This was last year, 2012, you know, the onslaught of the media and the high-tech world. And I was reminded of a couple of quotes that came from my favorite transcendentalist writers, Ralph Waldo Emerson and Henry David Thoreau. I used to teach English and history to high schoolers these two lines 
really uh, stuck out for me, and I had the kids do a lot with them, so they they became permanently etched in my mind. And one of them, I'm sure people, many people have heard, Thoreau says, in wildness is the preservation of the world. And then uh, Emerson says, in the woods we return to reason and faith, which I always found to be true. So this song is called Save Us, Ralph and Henry. And you're performing it, I think, live with Chicken Biscuit. Tell me who Chicken Biscuit is. or Well, Chicken, Chicken Biscuit is the name that we gave ourselves. It was just a bunch of people who liked to play music every Sunday at the library. It's kind of just a little hoedown type deal. After some months of this, the wife of one of us who sings there, she's a mover and shaker, and she said, hey, why don't you guys do a concert to benefit our little radio station, KLOI. And we said, okay, well, you have to have a name. So we voted on different things. And, of course, the silliest one won. So we, Chicken Biscuit, we were very bluegrassy. So that first year, we just did traditional music. And then the second year, by then, Carol, my friend Al's wife, had figured out that I wrote songs. And she said, well, now it's going to be Gretchen Wing and Chicken Biscuit. Okay. <laughs> and she sort of took it on herself to promote me that's where that came in on this particular song i don't think it's the whole band it's just lance Britton playing mandolin and lance is an amazing musician so i was really 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 glad to have him as kind of cover for my poor guitar playing save us ralph and henry by gretchen wing and chicken biscuit newspaper died so i look at tv graphics and headlines the world from that shiny flat screen let the talking heads all decide what it means news flashes jolt no time to savor anything but the celeb monthly flavor tension span broken all but destroyed think it's a plot now that's paranoid
turn it off, turn it off. Don't give in to the urge. Disconnect, disconnect, and see what could emerge. You don't need your own. soul today we have Gretchen Wing with us she's a resident of Lopez Island which is one of the San Juan Islands off the coast of Washington State this is I think the fourth broadcast I had with guests from Lopez Island and so I want to remind all you other listeners on a program around the country listeners in Wisconsin and Madison and Viroqua as well as Eau Claire and in California in Garberville Mendocino Round Mountain Oroville and Ukiah there's stations broadcasting and Idaho Springs in Colorado and Sandpoint Idaho and there's Kabul Missouri Ames and Decorah in Iowa, Bellows Falls in Plainfield in Vermont, Olympia, Washington also, and in Massachusetts and Lowell, Northampton, and other places at this broadcast. I've got all these wonderful guests like Gretchen Wing from Lopez Island. Why is there nobody here from Kabul or from Garberville? So please contact me and share your music and share your activism via Northern Spirit Radio. But as we said earlier, this song that we just listened to is Save Us, Ralph and Henry. And this is one of those songs that convinced me, Gretchen, that you've got a real way with words. Uh, what was the phrase in there? You said something about, it was about sound bites. Sound bites so small, they'd starve any thought. <laughs> yeah, that was definitely coming out of the election, I think. Sound bites so small, they starve any thought. That kind of sums up cable TV's effect on our dialogue, don't you think? Yeah, oh, definitely. And, and it's one of the reasons I do the Northern Spirit Radio programs, because I don't want sound bites. And it's 55 minutes because we need time to sit down and prepare and become present and listen. Sound bites deaden thought, as you so accurately note. And, yes, the woods expands it, and, of course, so many people are deprived of woods. I'm not sure what the percentage is right now, but I, I could easily imagine that in the course of a year, 50% of Americans never get near a woods, maybe not even near a park. Yeah, I wonder if that was even a higher number. It's pretty sad, that nature deficit disorder idea. I think it's rather grim omen for our country. <laughs> for kids growing up that way. But you grew up on a farm. Now, you said it's a Quaker family, and I'm assuming it's uh, unprogrammed friends. You weren't conservative Quaker, right? And there's in North Carolina, they have Friends United meeting. They have unprogrammed Quakers. I mean, you've got all the varieties of Quakers. Yeah, there's, there. a, there's a pretty good mishmash in North Carolina. 
My folks were transplants from California and Pennsylvania. Well, my dad's German, but via Pennsylvania and California. You know, they were part of the academic community at Duke. Most of the meeting that they joined and then which grew was all similar. You know, a lot of a lot of academics from Duke and Carolina. Not a lot of real Southerners. It's different now. There's authentic Southerners, but it, it wasn't a very Southern meeting for being in the South. And they founded, my parents along with four other people in the Durham meeting, founded the Carolina Friends School back in the early 60s because they didn't want their girls, me and my sisters, going to the segregated schools. And I don't know when segregation ended. I suppose it was by the end of the 60s, at least it was significantly waned or... Yeah, mid-60s to, you know, by mid-60s it was waning, but it was still, you know, de facto segregation well into the 70s. So you started out Quaker. You attend Quaker meeting in Lopez Island, I've heard. Did you go somewhere else in between? I think you've got some Buddhist influence to some of the things that you write. That's what I see. You know, I've never studied with the teacher. I did take some courses in it. I, I was an English major at Harvard, but you wouldn't know that I was an English major by looking at my resume because I pretty much took everything that I could. <laughs> and I took a lot of religion and theology classes, including some in, in Buddhism. So that's probably where that comes from. But I don't really, I don't know that much about it. I've never been a practicing meditator. But you do walk in the woods, right? And that is kind of meditation. Yeah, I've always felt like that's my church. That's my real church. I do go to meeting, but outdoors is my church. And I'm incredibly blessed to live here in this amazing, I have in my backyard what just became a national monument called Iceberg Point, and I could literally walk there in five minutes and just be standing on this meadow with craggy rocks dropping down into the ocean and looking across to the Olympic Mountains, and, you know, I live here. (laughs) So, you know, if I wasn't infused by spirituality on a regular basis from that, there must be something wrong with me. Sounds like it sucks to be you. Golly, that's hard. Yeah, doesn't it, right? (laughs) Especially this time of year when I I can't help but think about, I'm not that far removed from the classroom and think about my colleagues and my fellow teachers, you know, heading back into the stuffy old classrooms. And I'm just thinking, oh, man, am I allowed to do this? Just sit here and play my guitar? <laughs> well, this probably leads you to have a lot of compassion for them, the fact that they're there and you're not. It does, and actually the song that I'm working on right now is about teachers and about my huge concern with, because I taught public school, that in all the school reform that is largely moving in a positive direction, in my opinion, except that it's all about making teachers do more and more without giving them any break as to time. That's the big thing, time and other. It's not about paycheck, it's about room to breathe. I'm worried about the sustainability of the teaching model that we have in this country and how we burn through good people because they just can't. Just They give and give and give and nobody is supporting them. So that's what my latest song is about. But I bet you that's not one you're going to share today if you're still working on it. No, it's not ready. (laughs) What is ready? What's ready is, well, you use the word compassion. And I do have a song called that. And that one came from a different place. Also somewhat influenced by the media, I wrote that one last fall. I was watching a lot of CNN and listening to NPR about the different revolutions going along across the Middle East, 
and I was thinking about what to do with an overflow of emotion. What do you do when there's like too much of, of emotion and where does that go and how can it be channeled? And I thought of it in terms of anger and I also thought of it in terms of self-involvement and greed and avarice. It came to me as a metaphor of rain and puddles and what could kind of unlock the earth and help the rain soak into the earth so that it could do some good rather than just puddling up and running around. So all those kind of ideas mixed together in this song, in the chorus, which is that compassion is kind of the key to dealing with all of these issues of overflow. Compassion is what channels anger. Compassion is what channels boredom and money into good things. So we're listening now to Gretchen Wing and her song, Compassion. Drought is over, blessed rains returned at last. But the dirt is baked so hard, it's slammed its portals fast. Raindrops go When the puddled ground Is stuck on overflow Crowd is wild with anger They're surging in the street No principle to guide them Their rage is their defeat Now where can all that toxic fury go Without a porous heart to sponge the overflow Purpose back. 
for sharing compassion with us. Gretchen Wing is my guest today for Song of the Soul. This is a Northern Spirit Radio production. We're on the web at northernspiritradio.org. On that site, you can listen to and download eight years of our programming of both Spirit in Action and Song of the Soul. You can leave comments. You can find links to our guests, including you'll find their email for Gretchen Wing. It is gretchen.wing at gmail.com. In case you want to get a hold of her, have her share some music, or maybe you just want to talk with her. Also on northernspiritradio.org, you can find a place to make donations. Your donations are very important to us. That's how we get along. Also, I want to remind you, very important, support your local community radio station. Up on Lopez, it's KLOI, but all around the nation, there are community radio stations doing invaluable work of sharing music and news that you just get nowhere else. So support them both with your time and your money if you're able. Again, Gretchen Wing is here with us today. I'm here in Wisconsin, but she's there on Lopez Island off the coast of Washington State. Compassion was the song. Again, Gretchen, I get such vivid images from the words that you choose. I, you know, just the thought of hard-packed souls or as like hard-packed dirt and all of it's just it all percolates through so graphically in your words. You know, I guess I understand, you know, your English major or teaching and you've got that gift of words. You say you're writing books or have written books, so can we go out and buy one? Well, hopefully in the future. (laughs) I'm working now on, it's actually a trilogy. I have two done, and I haven't really started the third one. It's an outline stage that are aimed at young adults. They are about a young girl who discovers that she can fly. So in that sense, they're magical, but it's very, I guess what they call low fantasy. It's not Harry Potter. There's not a parallel universe. She lives very much in this universe. She just happens to be able to fly, and that comes with uh, a whole host of attendant problems. <laughs> so it actually probably causes more problems than it solves for her, which is kind of the point. But really, I wrote it because I always wanted to fly, and since I can't, best I can do is to do it through my imagination on paper. But that's what I'm working on. And it's also my way of staying in touch with kids since I'm not brushing up against teenagers on a regular basis anymore. You know, I get the idea that Lopez Island is a bit different. It sounds like maybe you don't have the level of commercial activity or something. Maybe you don't even have flush toilets, for all I know. (laughs) We very much have flush toilets. However, if you go looking for a mall on Lopez Island, you will be directed to something that we call Neil's Mall, which is at our dump, and it's also known as the Take It or Leave It, and that's 
pretty much what it sounds like. You have two choices, but the take it or leave it. <laughs> but the, the guy who, who ran it for years, and, and now he has some help volunteer squad, but his name is Neil. So that's your only mall on Lopez. That's our mall, yeah. <laughs> and it's actually very common. I'm, I'm wearing a skirt right now that I got from our thrift shop, and I was at work last week. I also work at our little bakery here on the island, Holly Bee's Bakery. Holly's buns are best. And uh, <laughs> one of my coworkers asked me where I got my skirt, and I told her, and she said, oh, that's my sister's. <laughs> that happens a lot. Big hand-me-down fest. Yeah, nice. big, big hand-me-downs all walking around. Well, a lot of songs to be written, and I'm sure you've written some more, so why don't you share them? What's next? Well, the next one, now it's kind of going back chronologically, because this one I wrote about a year ago. This is coming out of a different theme, one that I'm still pondering a lot, which is the question of grace in the face of terrible adversity. I know that we see it on a mega scale in the news here and there, uh, and we probably all know somebody who is suffering and doing it better than we would do in a similar situation. That just continues to awe me and shake me a little bit how, how it's possible for people to do that. So this first song, I was specifically thinking of a friend of mine who died at the age of 42. She was diagnosed with cancer, but she was pregnant, so she didn't want to go through chemo. Um, she had the baby, and then she died. She treated that whole last year of her life as sort of a theological exploration. She talked to a priest and to a rabbi and to a minister, and she really delved into what dying, she embraced it, and uh, that just blew me away. She spent most of her time doing that, and she once said, you know, I know you're supposed to say, why me, when bad things happen, but I kind of say, why not me? And I thought, wow, I wish I would think that way. If something bad would happen to me, I don't know. I can only hope. So I was thinking about her, and then for some reason that got joined in my mind with another one of my favorite nonfiction authors, Anne Lamont, who wrote Traveling Mercies. And so Anne said in that book, in Traveling Mercies, that she only had two prayers. One is, help me, help me, help me. And the other is, thank you, thank you, thank you. I think since then she's also added a third prayer, which is, oh, wow. <laughs> so I kind of combined those two things in this one song. My friend who died, she never actually said those words, but to me she was kind of a living example of what Annie Lamont was talking about. So the song is called Help Me, Help Me, Thank You, Thank You. I only have two prayers, she said. I don't like to break the bank, but when my heart is lying in shreds and my faith is broken ranks, then I say, help me, help me, help me please, and thank you, thank you, thank you. And overruns its 
Help Me, Help Me, Thank You, Thank You by Gretchen Wing. It's performed there live in a concert with Chicken Biscuit. Oh, yeah, and I need to give a shout-out to my friend Bruce Kreps because he's playing guitar with me on that one. you got a lot of nice folks there. Are there many venues and many possibilities for you to perform there, or is it... Oh, it's perform or at least participate. I mean, I could play music every night at somebody's house if I had the time or wanted to leave my poor husband that often. <laughs> he doesn't play an instrument, and he's like, oh, you're leaving again? So I, I try to limit it, but... There are a lot of musicians on this island, and some really skilled ones, and some more like me who just like to dive in and give it a go. It's amazingly rich. I had no idea when I moved here what I was getting. That's what was just kind of a surprise. I came for the scenery, stayed for the people. Well, keep us going in your music. Time running down, unfortunately. I, I, I'm avoiding sound bites, but we still have this big gulp of 55 minutes. Yeah, okay, avoiding sound bites. Well, this... The next two are kind of on the same theme of amazement in the face of adversity. So the next one that I'll do is, is just that. It's the song asks the question, how do you do? And gives some different scenarios and just muses about that question of how people manage to be so strong and much stronger than I think I would be in similar circumstances. Here it is, Gretchen Wing, How Do You Do? Girls got chronic back pain Got a meth head sister too And some demons still rampaging From a childhood of abuse If that were me, I'd surely be a sad and bitter stew But she smiles like the sunshine How do you do? My neighbor's wife just left him Couldn't see his cancer through He says he's too old and tired To try and start anew I've been alone and sick before But only with the flu And he came by with homemade soup How do you do? No pain, no gain is what they say But there's something I don't know Mokes your hardship muscles and makes your spirit grow. Do the nicest folks all somehow have the toughest rows to hold? Or did the rest of us just set our sufferometers too low? city of El Paso looks so shiny and so new At least that's what Maria sees from her Ciudad Juarez view Her streets are full of potholes, sometimes a corpse or two 
But she loves her side of the Rio Grande How does she do? Kingdom of Bhutan has a happiness index. How do you do is part of all the data it collects. While here at home we stumble from one gadget to next, hoping our anxiety level somehow self-correct You almost have to laugh these days when you tune into the news Couldn't be more divided if we sawed ourselves in two You'd think another vicious civil war was set to brew But you'd be wrong Just shrug and smile How do we do? Yeah, you'd be wrong Just shrug and smile How do we do? song of the soul today you're listening to gretchen wing sharing her music thank you for sharing that gretchen beautiful song again you're just blowing me away with the word choices the images uh, i mean like in that one for me one of the things that struck me was hardship muscles hardship muscles and then you had you know the what the sufferometer did someone else introduce you to sufferometers or is this uh, a Gretchen original no I made that up <laughs> do you really feel like you haven't had that big of a share of suffering oh I know I haven't I tell people I'm the most blessed person I know and probably the most blessed person they know I have nothing to complain about <laughs> I really don't and it's not just that you're not a complaining type? No, I'm a, I'm a very complaining type. That's just it. It's sort of scary because I assume, you know, that I, my share of suffering will come, and I'm not sure how well I'm going to handle it because my life has been so incredibly blessed up until now. You know, that really the only terrible thing that I could think of was uh, losing my grandmother when I was 15. She was killed in a car accident, but she was killed while on a trip back to her native Germany where she had not been for some time and she was in a really happy time in her life and she didn't suffer at all and so even you know that that wasn't bad for her it was a horrible shock for us but compared to some people who have to nurse their grandparents through long and horribly painful illnesses you know I'm sure I have that somewhere in my future but I, I don't have it now and I just looking around at all the examples that I have of people who deal with this all the time and hoping that I can somehow find the strength that they are showing when my time comes. Do you feel like any of your beliefs, either inherited through Quaker or adopted sense, have prepared you for the suffering? I like to think so, but I guess I won't know until I get there. I really don't know. It, you know, because it's, it can only, being intellectual about it can only take you so far. And then suddenly... It's just you and your emotions. I don't feel like I, I'm, I know how to prepare for that. 
except to think about other people and their examples. So I, I do that as much as I can. Well, how do you do really puts a few of those right in front of us. I also like the reference in there to Bhutan and the happiness index. I don't know how many people know about that. And actually in Seattle, that's the home founding place for the happiness initiative. I had John DeGraff on my program. Some people may know him better for, he's the one who produced the movie Affluenza. Oh, And he's right there, I think, in Seattle. That's where they founded the Happiness Initiative, using some of that knowledge from Bhutan, but also trying to help cities and places around the U.S. So, yeah, you've got it right there, not terribly far from you. Very cool. Well, my last song has to do with, actually, that very topic of self-doubt, you know, wanting to have certain virtues and being aware that I don't and wondering how one goes about acquiring virtues because it's not just something you can go and buy or just start doing one day like, okay, I'm going to do push-ups today. You know, you can do that, but you can't say, I'm I'm now going to be brave. You know, there's just, it doesn't work like that. So the song is called You Can't Pray a Lie. And that title, do you recognize that by any chance? Well, I've listened to the song already, so I do happen to know about Huck Finn. (laughs) <laughs> so all good English teachers get to teach Huck Finn at some point, right? If you teach high school. And the pivotal chapter of Huck Finn, chapter 31, is where Huck is wrestling with himself whether or not to report the whereabouts of Jim, the runaway slave, to the authorities. He feels like he's stealing, like he's committing a sin by helping Jim to escape because that's his morality. And so he thinks he's going to go to hell for doing that. And he thinks the only way to save himself from hell is to give up Jim. But he doesn't want to because he loves Jim. And he's come to realize that. So he, he goes and he tries to pray about it. And then he says, I realized that I was, I was praying to be good and washed all clean of sin, but I didn't really want to be good because deep down in my heart I didn't want to do the right thing and turn in Jim to the authorities. And you can't pray a lie. So I wrote that song thinking about some virtues that I wish I had more of, or I've had a lot of people, it's not entirely about me, it's sort of a little bit more objective, this song about virtues that people might wish they had, but how having a virtue and wanting to have a virtue are two different things. Pray a lie, Gretchen Wing. I want to want to fling myself out of a soaring plane Feel those reassuring chords float me back to earth again. I want to want to clear my shelves and give my clothes away. Just start again without the need for fashion or display. I want to want to be aware. Where the heartache lives Show up with tools or casseroles Or whatever I can give I want to want to feel the pain Of others like a dart Pierce the puffy layers Of my insulated heart Can't pray a lie Said old Huck Finn, and damn if he ain't right. 
What's the use of wishing when your will puts up a fight? The light bulb has to want to change. That's how the punchline goes. How to make that happen is what I like to know. I want to want to work all night beneath the grimy lamp. Fueled by some noble purpose Even when my fingers cramp I want to want to join the ranks Of those who live to serve Just up and go to places Where each day takes all your nerve Virtue of all virtues that they simply are So trying to manufacture them Won't get you very far Road of good intentions Just goes round and round and round You won't find your real road Till you're breaking lonely ground Want to want to be like those who I admire most, not let their example drift like a disappointed ghost. I want to want to name my faults and kiss them all goodbye. Instead, I hug them closer and I try to pray a lie. Can't pray a lie, said old Huck Finn. And damn if he ain't right. What's the use of wishing when your will puts up a fight? A light bulb has to want to change. That's how the punchline goes. And how to make that happen is what I'd like to know. Yeah, how to make that happen That's what I'd like to know Gretchen Wing's last song for her Song of the Soul today Pray a Lie is the song If you want to get a hold of Gretchen And I think there's a thousand good reasons you've heard during this interview to do that Gretchen.wing at gmail.com. She doesn't have a website. She's not that far along in her career. And I'm not sure she's willing to leave Lopez Island and go on tour. And I think she's probably not willing to pray herself a lie of wanting to be a person who's touring out there in the world. (laughs) (laughs) No, uh, I'm working on my literary career, not the musical one. So I do have a website for my literary career, and that's Gretchen.wing at wordpress.com, but it does, it's not about music. Why don't you put some of your music stuff up there? How about that? I might. I might do that. I'm sorry we don't have more time. You know, I have more thoughts. As soon as you, I heard the song Pray a Lie, I think in AA they have the phrase, you fake it until you make it. Mm. And so that's maybe the opposite side of praying lies. So yeah, I'm not there, but I'm going to fake it until I make it, till it becomes my truth. Mm-hmm. I think there's some reality there too, but definitely the what you express in pray a lie captures something. I, hypocrisy seems one of the greatest sins to me. 
so I, I definitely appreciate the example of someone who's willing, like Huck, or you know Samuel Clemens or whoever, to try and be as faithful to the truth as they can. I like truth a lot. Ah, truth is hard, but yeah, I feel like if you're not calling yourself out on your own hypocrisy then someone else is going to do it for you. I'd rather do it myself. <laughs> well, maybe you're a braver woman than me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 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 just, I just feel like at least being aware of one's own faults is at least a step in the right direction. Uh, getting rid of them is a whole other thing, but at least, very least one can be aware. Mm-hmm. Well, a whole lot of awareness and good in your music. I appreciate it so much beautiful voice. I can't believe you came to singing late in life, relatively speaking. It's an impressive gift you've got, and I'm so glad to be able to share it beyond the boundaries of just Lopez Island. It's great stuff, and I do hope to sing with you in person one of these days. I think I'm going to go to meeting this weekend and start taking up a collection to get you out here, Mark, because you are definitely a Lopezian by soul. It certainly sounds that way. You belong here. I'm honored at the thought. And again, thank you so much for your music. And thank you so much for joining me for Song of the Soul. Thank you very much for having me. It's been a blast. And there's a bit more blast with Gretchen in the bonus excerpt on the northernspiritradio.org website. Due to time constraints, we've got the interview and music connected with one more of Gretchen's original songs there. Come all ye faithful. So catch that song and more conversation with her on my site. In any case, we'll see you next week for Song of the Soul. The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it's called Song of the Soul. My name is Mark Helpsmeet, and this is a Northern Spirit Radio production. You can listen to this program again, track down the list of songs included, and a whole lot more on my website, northernspiritradio.org. And I invite you to share your Song of the Soul with my listeners. Just contact me via my website. And please, join me weekly for Song of the Soul. You can be happy, let in the light, it will heal you. And you can feel you and sing out a song.